0: Hello everyone my name is Andrew Neary and today I'm joined by regional chair and CEO of the Durham region John Henry. We had an amazing conversation about how resilient the people of Durham are and how Durham has really risen to the challenge of COVID-19. Amazing inspirational things are happening in the community and I really learned a lot about what can be done and what's being done by the people of the region. I hope that uh, this episode is helpful for you guys and that you learn as much as I did. Yeah I think uh everyone's kind of dealing with that and trying to figure out what the new balance is going to be. And, uh, and also, you know, kind of coming to terms with the fact that this is going to take a while before anything kind of comes back to what it was before all of this started. Right. Maybe even never.
1: You're absolutely right. And I think going forward, um, you know, the world's going to change a lot. Doing more of what you and I are doing right now is going to be the new part of doing business. Um, you know, I, I, I sit on a board that meets, uh, uh, meets every couple months in downtown Toronto. I, I, I'm a, I sit on the AML board, the Association of Municipalities of Ontario, and we, we gather from all over the province. Um, so people fly in from Thunder Bay, the northern parts of the community. Um, the need to do that has changed. Um, we now can do this through this platform or any one of the other platforms to do the same type of meetings. So for me, not having to go, go to those meetings saves me three hours in transportation time. Wow, um, yeah now you can you know sign on from your office you can participate in the meeting and um, advance the issues related to AMO or any one of the other great causes and um, still be able to do business and not have to worry about catching the train to get back for your next meeting
0: that sounds like a actually big improvement and probably cost saving too without having to pay for that transportation and lunch and all the stuff that would come with that right
1: yeah, Well, when you think about it, that's just one, but when you think about within our municipalities, how, how you know, there are meetings with, um, you know, before all the CAOs of our municipality would come together in one meeting. Now you do it through a teleconference, or you do it through Zoom or any of the other spaces. So uh, product improvement uh, within the organizations, private and public sector uh, will be huge. How we do business is going to change and um, technology is playing a big part of that. But one of the challenges that we're having is, you know, failure in Canada, and and it's a Canadian failure. It's not, uh, it's not just a problem in the region of Durham. Is is advancing broadband uh, yeah. in today's day and age? Um, broadband is as important to us as Canadians as that first railroad that went across this country over 150 years ago. So um, those are the things that we need to look at. And when we come out of this, uh, and we will, there's, you know, there is a light at the end of this tunnel, but. When we come out of this, the way we do business going forward will be very different than the way we did business six weeks ago. And when you think about changes, you know, usually it takes, you know, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, depending as technology changes, to advance communities. Now you're having changes, um, uh, really, that affect the residents and and uh, how we govern, how we do business, almost on a daily business or a daily basis. Um, you know, it's that new app. It's uh, who would have thought that Zoom would have taken off the way it, it, it Or any of the other social media um, uh, chat lines, Facebook, uh, or not Facebook, but FaceTiming, um, MySpace, uh, there are a number of other apps out there that um, you have to be, um, you know, you have to adapt and change. I, I was in a meeting with Mayor Tory the other day on a new platform, and uh, within a couple minutes of signing on to that me- meeting, realizing that I didn't have that technology, being able to download it. To my 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 computer in my office, being able to activate it and being able to jump in and participate in a conversation within a within a few minutes um, is now the new norm, and it's exciting times. It's it's really um, how we're going forward for young people today and in, in school, um, coming out of universities and colleges, they are going to be the next change agents for this country. Uh, you know, apps are going to become a big part of what we do, and I look forward to the future. It's exciting times. And, uh, you know, thank you for the opportunity to to talk about some of the really good things that are happening within a, a very sad time in this country.
0: Thank you for uh, for being willing to talk with me about it, because uh, I think it's an important mission right now to spread the good news and also uh, kind of the positive uh, things that are coming from this, because there is so much of that negativity going on anyways, right? So having that counterbalance is important and the the things to look for and, and to change positively about your life.
1: Well, you know, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. So this is probably the most challenging times that we've had in this country since world war II. And when you look at what's going on and how we've come together as a, as a region, as, as a nation, how our common goal at all four levels of government is the health and safety of our residents and making sure that they're okay. And then at the same time, we've got, it's graduation time. Um, you know, the end of April, 1st of May, all these brilliant young people are graduating from colleges and universities. You know, we're really lucky here in Durham region that, you know, we have uh, Ontario Tech and Trent University and Durham College. And You know, there's about 5,000 young people that are going to graduate from school this year and they will graduate. And then they're going to go out and, and make changes. And and it's amazing to watch what they're doing, you know, from taking uh Uh, Durham College's students and being able to take 3D printers and immediately adapt production to parts for face shields overnight um, is simply amazing. And when you look at uh, what Trent University has been able to do, and then when you look at Ontario Tech, uh, here, you know, leaders in power engineering and and a number of other, other areas and what they've been able to do to help us uh, help the residents and our frontline people that are out there every day in our hospitals and in our nursing homes, our paramedics and our police officers and, and firefighters and all of those important frontline people. And that technology has been developed and been applied right here in Durham region overnight.
0: Uh,
1: what an amazing story.
0: That's very cool. I mean, even I didn't know exactly the extent of uh, the work that people were doing, which is amazing. Uh, thank you for sharing that. But um, even looking to the individuals that are doing really awesome work and, and kind of transitioning like Canada Soes being based out of Durham now and, and getting face masks to people and businesses switching to producing hand sanitizer and other things, you know, the, the pivoting and transitioning has been amazing. So,
1: well, and, and, you know, one of the, the biggest areas of change and you can see it is our agricultural community. You know, it's a big part of of the economy economy of Durham Region and how they've adapted to online sales, a delivery to homes, how they've reinvented their businesses in a very short period of time to continue to feed us. Um, it's an amazing story. And then, you know, Durham Region is is a big part of the province of Ontario, and people don't realize that forty percent of the energy generated in this province comes from Durham Region. We keep the lights on for a big part of of Ontario. You know, you can think about it. But the power we generate literally lights up the city of Toronto. And uh, those those employees that continue to go to work every day at OPG, and then what OPG has done and the donations they've made and the help that they put back into into the region has been amazing. And and you know we we take for granted the people you don't see, the people that go into your water treatment plants and your sewage treatment plants and the people that run our community wells. Our janitorial staff in our, in our businesses, and then the clerks in all the grocery stores that come to work every day to help, uh, help our residents uh, continue to, to feed their families. And then you look at companies like Sunspace, who created shields that have been installed in the grocery stores to protect our, our, our clerks, the people that check you out of the stores. Another great story, or some of our local breweries that have started to make hand sanitizers, um, you know, another story. And they did it overnight. And they and they did it, it just willingly just said, what can we do? And this is what we're going to do. And then it's all the folks that are out there helping help, helping people that are challenged, our health and social services staff that are helping the homeless, care uh, caremongers across the region for what they're doing, feed the need for the, the efforts to keep all our food banks full. And then residents uh, who are staying home, um, uh, following uh, what our health department is putting out and uh, you know, they're staying home is helping us to flatten the curve. And for us, the most, uh, the best place to find information, and it's updated continually, is uh, at Durham.ca. Our, our Region's website, Um, our team, our communications people that are continually updating, not only everything related to the Corona-19 virus, but all the other things, Um, you know, our economic development department, what they've done to, to meet with the chambers and the board of trades to be that contact, to gather all the information and data that needs to go to the province and to the federal government. So they understand the situation in Durham region and get a better understanding. And then the ability last night, we held a town hall meeting uh, a virtual town hall meeting last night and at one point we had 14,000 people either signed in through uh, online or on the phone. Okay. And we were able to provide information for questions in real time through the key leaders in our organization, including uh, Dr. Robert Kyle and Dr. Pepe McTavish.
0: That's really cool. I mean, is that a normal amount of people to show up for a town hall or is there a, a massive surge of interest now? Well,
1: I, for me, that was the first type of town hall that we've ever done like this. Um, it's a new form. The technology has always been out there, but to do do something in real time for an hour and a half with, with all of the key leaders in the organization, from our, our Deputy Chief of Paramedics to our Chief of Police to our CAO, to bring them all into, into an online conversation. Some of us were here, uh, some We were practicing social distancing within our room, our communications department did an amazing job. And then we had people sign in from outside that were participating in a conversation. And then to have 14,000 residents being able to to get into the conversation. Now, we didn't answer all their questions, of course. We only had an hour and a half, but we were able to gather the, the information that was coming in through email and, and we had people actually answering the phones and putting calls and queues. And it was it was pretty amazing to see how this all came together. Uh, first time, it won't be the last time, but it was a great way to, to answer the questions uh, and the concerns of our residents from all over Durham region, from, you know, from the tip of the North in Brock to, to, um, you know, Pickering all the way into Port Granby and Clarington. Um, you know, we sent out 100,000 dials to, to tell people what we were doing. And and we had such an amazing response. And and I'm really proud of the team. And how they were able to answer all the questions.
0: Wow. And is that something you are planning on going forward with that? Do you think that'll continue even after everything kind of goes back to normal uh, as a way to be able to keep people engaged? I,
1: th- I think keeping people engaged. Uh, you know, one of the things that our democracy demands is that our residents want to be informed. Um, that is a big part of, of why Canada is so different than any other country in the world. And and here is just another way that we can work together with our residents um, to get the information out. And, that, and that's key, um, making sure that they're informed and they understand. Um, hearing Doctor Kyle last night talk about the efforts of our health department and his team to make sure that you know we have some challenges with the, the private sector nursing homes and what they've been able to do in the in the last couple of days to get them the help they need in cooperation with all the great people that work at Lake Ridge Health. And in Durham, we're so large, um, and most people wouldn't realize this, but you know we're half the size of Prince Edward Island. But you could literally pick up the city of Toronto and put it in the municipality of Clarington. That's how large. Clarington is so when you look at you know the region and how big we are um, it is pretty amazing you know today and in, in Whitby here at headquarters you know you look out the window and it's a, it's a it's a cloudy day but you know the the northern part of the region is so far away it could be snowing there right now that's how big the region is.
0: Wow and, and you're saying you're still at the headquarters have uh, one of the main things I wanted to ask you uh, besides how things have affected you personally is just kind of the main sort of shifts in, in generally working as, uh, as the chair right now. What has it done, particularly with the, you know, teleconferencing and stuff like that? But is there any other changes that you've found that have affected you?
1: Well, it is. I've, and I'm one of these people that realizes that the broadband capabilities are, are not sufficient in, in in the region. I live in the middle of Oshawa in a, in a developed area, and I'm not able to do uh, to do Zoom conference from my home. Um Lacking, uh, you know, I'm on I'm on cable. Um, my dial-up speed is not very good, and so for me, uh, I do work from home. I do most of it through uh, a teleconferencing if if I can. I'm not able to do I can do FaceTime, but I'm not able to do Zoom or MySpace because I just it just simply doesn't work. But I'm here every day. My work schedule really hasn't changed. I'm in my office most days uh, before eight. And I'm able to, I'm, I'm an early morning person. So my emails are completed before I get to get to work. And uh, I'm here and then we're here for the day. And then, but it doesn't end here. When I leave here tonight, um, I'm still available and we still have lots of things going on. So um, it's it's very similar to what we did before, but because of the complications of Corona, it really does add more time to your work day, but it's incredible what we're able to get done together. Um, it's been a real team effort, and uh, you know I, I'm proud to say that throughout the region, you know we've done a very well compared to other areas. But it's not over yet, and this this challenge is just because um, you know we're we're seeing better numbers coming out collectively across the province, um, and people are the number of people are starting to recover. You know, 50 percent of the people that have been challenged have now recovered from this. Um, But we still have to remember that this is a challenge it's still uh, a a virus that goes through uh, uh, connectivity that we need to you know keep the two meters away from each other Uh, wash your hands uh, don't touch your eyes Uh, if you want to go if you have to go grocery shopping don't take the entire family grocery shopping one member of the family needs to go do that Um, and if you need to you know you're in the house and you've just had enough and you need to step outside then step into your backyard uh, step into your front yard. Um, if you're going to go for a walk, remember that uh, um, there are other people who are doing the same thing. Practice social distancing. You don't have to be close to each other to have a conversation outside. So, um, those are the things that are happening. Um, for the for the most part, we've had great public participation. But our police department has had, you know, over 1,300 calls for people coming together in groups or going to our waterfront. Uh, Durham's Durham is. Is very lucky. We have a lot of great spaces on our waterfront throughout the entire region, not just on Lake Ontario, but up to Lake, you know, Lake Scugog and Lake Simcoe and a number of lakes in between. But this is a time to be diligent and and remain isolated, um, practice that social distancing, and you know maybe in a month from now um, we will uh, come down the other side of this this huge hill that we've been climbing, and we will see the curve is flattened. But you know don't give up, and it's not over yet.
0: And would you identify that as being the the biggest challenge so far do you think is just kind of keeping people motivated and uh focused on staying within those social distancing means or is there something else that you think is kind of the biggest challenge
1: well I i think the the biggest challenge is is one is is you know the media delivers good and bad um you know there's some really positive stories some great things that have happened and i talked about the colleges and the universities and some of the business and our ag communities but the other part too is is uh, we get a lot of news that comes not just from Canada but it comes across the border, and so for some people, if you're home a lot and you're watching a lot of TV, it can be scary. Um, you know, d- don't measure all your decisions by what you've seen on a U.S. news channel. Uh, go check out CBC. Go to the region's website. Um, there are some really good things out there, and there's there's a lot of tools out there to help. Um, you know, if you are having uh, some difficulties, we have a mental health line on you can get to through the region's website. To you know, if you, you're feeling bad, but uh, and you need some some you know some help or a conversation. But the other part too is, you know, we we know each other and. It, in our neighbours and and if you see someone's having a bad day, it's okay to ask if, are you okay? Um, You know, you send them a text, uh, keep in contact with your family through uh, social media, pick up the phone, call your mom and dad or your grandparents, um, reach out to a friend. You don't have to jump in the car and go see them and make sure they're okay. And what's really amazing is the number of neighbours that will send a text message saying, you know, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you need anything? I'll just leave it outside for you. that's, that's the best part of what this country's made of is is how we get along and how we do great things. And, uh, you know, what you're starting to see, you know, we had lost that for a little while and now I can start to see it coming back. I know that in my family, uh, I'm more connected to my family right now. Uh, my brother, I have two brothers and a sister um, than I've probably ever been before. I do it all by text. Uh, we FaceTime, we telephone, we talk to each other. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I've got a father that's in a hospital that I haven't been able to see for uh, six weeks now, um, and that's a bit of a challenge. So, um, you know, you know, he's doing well, but it's, it's, you just can't, you know, you just can't walk into, uh, into a hospital and today there, you know, visitors aren't supposed to be there. And, uh, but I want to say that to our frontline service people in all of our healthcare facilities, to our doctors, our nurses, our respiratory technologists, the janitors, uh, everyone that works in Lakeridge Health or in Uxbridge Cottage Hospital, it's in a separate health network. They've done an amazing job, and, and we as residents are thankful and proud of what they've been able to do. And the best way we can help them is, you know, don't go to the hospital if you don't need to. And and uh, that's what we're practicing as a family.
0: Wow, and that was an amazing answer. And uh, just in terms of all of the good news too. I think that's kind of the main message that I'm trying to get across with this program is is sort of uh, that there is support out there. Um, and I think you've done a great job explaining that. But what would you say is like the thing that makes you the most hopeful throughout all of this? What is kind of the big shining beacon? There's a, there's a lot of good. But,
1: you know, I, I think the biggest the biggest part for me is that things are still working, um, that the system hasn't fallen apart, that. Calls for service are still being dealt with. Um, if you had a broken water line on your home today, somebody is going to show up uh, from the region. Um, you know, it'll be different than it was, you know, because of social distancing. You know, we used to send a, a, a truck out with four people in it and they would deal with problems. Well, now we're sending four trucks out with one person in each truck to practice social distancing. But I think what's really key is how, how our business community and how, our our residents um, are so talented and have adapted and been able to change things overnight. It's it says a lot about the talent pool that we have in Durham Region, about the skill set, about about being able to take a 3D printer out of a classroom in at college, sending it home with a student, and having that student or staff member or alumni member build parts for a face mask that companies have reinvented themselves and how they've been able to do things and how they deliver services. That is such an amazing thing to watch. And, and then I think going forward, uh, you know, as, as young people are graduating from school and as, as we're dealing more with other issues, not just the Corona issue, but climate um, some of the challenges with weather, some of the best practices that are happening now will continue to happen. And how that, uh, how that uh, inventor is thinking of the next way to make something work. And the, and the key for us is we have, you know, well 5,000 young people in Durham Region graduate from college and university. With all the new stuff that's happening out there, wouldn't it be amazing if they could set up and live right, right in the communities they grow up in? Well, we've also proven that you don't need a big factory to build big things. That sometimes things are being built in garages and basements that, that are, are amazing and three, 3D printing technology has come so far. And uh, it's been amazing. And then to watch, you know, our agricultural community and what's going on there. But you know, this is this is the start of uh, spring planting, and it's also the start of crops. So, you know, shortly the first crop generally out of the ground in, in Ontario is asparagus, and uh, that's starting to happen now. So, for young people that are that are worried about not having a job this summer, you know, look to our agricultural community. I I, I know that. You know, you might have wanted to work at a you know a municipal pool or, or someplace um, different, but you know there's nothing wrong with going back to the farm and spending uh, spending a summer and working there. And you know the crops will be ready. The our egg community will be looking for for laborers and people to to help in the fields. So for young people, I would say, you, this year you you may have never thought about working on a farm, but um, you know give it some thought. And it, it, it's a great way to make a living. And Help, your, help people, but um, the jobs that, weren't, that were traditional jobs for summer student uh, summer students might not be there. So look outside of the box and, and you may find yourself working in an orchard or a strawberry patch or driving a piece of equipment on a farm, uh, but that's a job too. And, and it goes a long way to helping to pay the bills when you go to college and university next year. Wow,
0: yeah. Now, I don't wanna keep you too long. So I do have just a couple last uh, kind of roundup questions for you um the first one is uh what kind of media are you consuming personally any any good books or movie recommendations you would have for people on their downtime to recharge
1: well you know you you know i'm very lucky because i can go home at the end of the day and my wife kathy's retired Uh, she's a retired pharmacist and she's at home and you know we'll watch an episode episode of uh, on netflix uh, or on prime Um, i read uh, i read uh, continually i'm a big fan of ted talks um, and online tutorials so You know, I'll check a TED Talks out uh, a couple of times a week when I've got some time. Uh, And then there's all kinds of of information out there. Um, I'm a a big reader of Canadian news. So I read uh, whatever's on CBC and get CBC alerts and um, local media as well. So I think you have to find your niche. Uh, This is going to sound funny. I love to cook. And, um, you know, I, I get a great enjoyment out of going home and cooking dinner for my wife and spending some quality time in the kitchen as a family. And then my daughters and I i have two daughters. Uh, one is, in the, is in, at McGill, but she's out of school right now, but she's doing her last exam online, which is pretty amazing because McGill is in Montreal and she's in Petawawa. She's in the military. And my other daughter is a speech pathologist working in, 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 for, in Peterborough that we, uh, we start our morning off every day with a text to each other, good morning family. And then what's the story for the day? And um, we send uh, quick little video clips to each other. We say hi, we uh, will FaceTime dinner um, in, a, in a group. And uh, you know so you can still stay in, in contact. Um, it's a great way to do that. Uh, I encourage, um, if you can, if you've got grandparents that aren't tech savvy, but uh, your kids are, um, Giving, uh, if you can get them onto, onto an iPad and then uh, uh, some coaching, they they will pick it up very quickly. And, and you know, there's no reason why you can't be in two houses in the same city, set your uh, iPad or your computer up at the kitchen table and have dinner together as a family. Um, I know that uh, I'm, I'm a proud member of Rotary. I have been for well over 30 years. We're doing our Rotary Club meetings online on Mondays. Um, so we have our next Rotary Club meeting is is Monday at noon next week and uh, you know there'll be 20 or 25 of us will come on together and we'll talk about what's going on and and it'll be a regular club meeting so you know you can do that as well so stay connected uh, we've learned that technology is our friend um, you don't have to be scared of it it's easy to use and uh, you know for some of our older residents if you can spend the time to help them um, and uh, stay connected um, you'll find that uh, it brings it brings happiness in their lives uh, yesterday, it's I, an amazing story. I'm sitting here in my office and, and my phone goes off. And uh, I've been very lucky in my life. I've had people that invested a lot of time in me. And and the person that I that invested uh, time in me when I was very young and I got my first trade um, is like my adopted dad. My phone rings. I look at it. He's in his, he's in his he's, he, I'll say his mature. I won't say how old he is. And he FaceTimed me. I didn't know he knew how to do that. And he put a smile on my face. It was amazing. And now that I know that he can do that, I'm not going to phone him anymore because I check on him a, at least once a week to make sure he's okay. I'm going to FaceTime him. and we're going to have a conversation and, and maybe share a cup of coffee, but it won't be face to, it'll be face to face, but it just won't be in the same room.
0: Wow. That's very cool. And, you know, I definitely was concerned initially too with my grandparents being able to adapt to being able to use the new technology so that we could communicate. Um, they're isolating in Scarborough right now, which is kind of far away for us and uh We were worried about being able to see them. So, having them learn how to use FaceTime was very cool. So, it's kind of a testament to how easy the technology has gotten.
1: Yeah. And your grandparents, they want to see you. They want, you know, it's one thing to talk to you, but doing what we're doing now is key. And, and, you know, you can see your expression and, and, you know, you can see in their eyes. And, and you know, when you're talking to them, if if they're struggling now, then you'll be able to see that through their expressions and you'll be able to help them and get them what they need. And, you know, and and some of the other services are there. You, You would have never thought you could you know, go on to online and order your groceries to have them delivered to your house uh, from a farmer in a somewhat in Durham region, but th- that's all happening right now. What a great story.
0: Wow. Okay, and the second last question is, uh, what would you just kind of, there's been a lot to take away from this. What would be the key thing you would tell people to pay attention to or to do uh, as this continues?
1: Well, I, I would suggest that you listen to the medical officers of health in the province and in the region that um, we are, um, We're all in this together. It doesn't matter where you live in Canada, this is something that's affecting all of us. So listen to our medical office houses, Um, keep social distancing, make sure you wash your hands, don't touch your face. Uh, If you have to go out, don't go out as a family, just go out as one individual. And we'll get through this together and and, and doing social distancing and and doing all of that, um, we're doing it as a team. Every person in this country is part of this team to eliminate this disease. Uh, this virus and and we're all in it together. So um, for me, I, if I could pass on uh, any message to the residents, I I, I can say there's a light at the end of this tunnel, um, whether it be you know a month or two months down the road. But we've come this far together, and um, there are people out there every day working in hospitals and healthcare centers and nursing homes and, and keeping the lights on water and sewer plants in our farmer community and first responders that are making our lives better and the best thing that we can do with for them is stay home stay safe and look after your family
0: wow. amazing thank you very much uh, the final question I have for you is actually one that has been recommended that I should ask which is, um, who do you think I should speak to next? Who else do you think uh, people should hear from uh, during this?
1: Well, you know what, I, here, uh, if you really, um, I would think if you could reach out to uh, any of your MPPs or MPPs, um, I'm sure that if you could find uh, a um, an exciting person who's really uh, taken over technology or a business uh, that has converted their business to to making uh, hand sanitizer from from beer. Um, Someone who can tell you the positive message um, of what's going on. Uh, If you could reach out to Ben Earl at uh, Feed the Need, who's been doing an amazing job keeping our food banks full. uh, They would all be great, great people to talk to. Um, Locally, um, I'm not sure which municipality you live in, but talking to the mayor of the community that you're in, and what they're doing. Uh, I'm incredibly proud of all eight mayors in Durham region and what they've been able to do with their staff and their teams. And then a health professional, um, somebody, whether it be, you know, our uh, medical officer of health or a doctor or somebody from the hospital to talk about the importance of, of what we're doing. You know, we, when you go on to CNN and you see the beaches full in Florida, that is not the best way to defeat this virus when you're trying to practice social distancing. And sometimes having like last night, Dr. Kyle explained the importance or Dr. McTavish of about social distancing and what we're doing. So, uh, you know, find find that key person that you see, it could be, you know, the president of UIT or Durham College or Trent would be great contacts. I know that, you know, uh, we're not really thinking about it now, but there's another school year that's going to start in September. There'll be a group of people graduating from high school that will want to go to college and university next year to advance their needs, their skills, and the future leaders like yourself, the people that will run this country uh, just a few years down the road, um, you know, there's those folks too. So I would reach out to to, uh, to any of those. And, and what's really exciting is you may find and you might be shocked at who will be able to do this. Remember, we don't have to travel to do this anymore. So to have an MP or an MPP, you know, maybe maybe even if you could get to the right person, you might even get the Premier. He might give you that 15 minutes that you're looking for because he doesn't have to leave his office. He doesn't have to drive to get there. And by doing it this way, we're saving all kinds of time. If we had to meet today, I would have lost two hours. Instead, I've had 20 minutes to have a great conversation about what's going on in the region with you, Andrew. And I just wanna say thank you.
0: Thank you very much for, for joining me and, and being willing to share this. I mean, it's awesome, so. I appreciate you and your time for this interview, and uh, I hope you have a a good rest of your day. And
1: uh... Uh, it's an amazing day. There's so many good news things happening on top of uh, the challenges. And the good news stories are outweighing the bad news stories right now. But I look forward, if you ever want to chat again, uh, I make that available, and and thank you for doing this today. And thank you for helping to keep the message positive that we're in this together. And and if you stay home and stay safe, uh, we'll beat this and flatten the curve. Awesome.